Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a, a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit mortonbuildings.com and start your construction process with superior materials craftsmanship best in class warranty morton buildings are made to last for generations at morton the difference is in the details from their cutting edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field they are dedicated to surpassing expectations their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years and morton buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Well, you got to go play a football game on Saturday night. I know that a lot of people's minds won't be in the game. Even maybe some of the players on that sideline won't be entirely focused uh, before the game starts and all the ceremony is happening and the remembrance of Franco is, is happening. But you got to go out there and you got to try to beat the Raiders. And, Jacob, this is a team that, you know, last week we talked about the Panthers. Oh, bad matchup for the Steelers. They like to run the ball. And I think we were wrong about that because the Steelers are a bad matchup for teams that like to run the ball who are good teams that run the football. The Panthers are a bad football team or a mediocre football team, much like the Steelers. And the Steelers did a very good job of stopping that running attack. I mean, an excellent job, something that you have to be very pleased with. Now you look at the Raiders. The Steelers are coming off of Falcons, Ravens, Panthers, right? Three throwback-style teams. They like to run the ball down your throat, be physical. Old-school NFL football. This is new school that you're Mm -hmm. facing this week. Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr. They don't score many touchdowns in the red zone. In fact, they're 28th in red zone offense. But they score a lot of touchdowns from outside the red zone. This is a very quick, striking, explosive offense. And i got to be honest with you, that worries me a bit if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's something that has shown to be a bit of a bugaboo for the defense in recent years is the offenses that are explosive that get you on the home run balls. And I think that's the Raiders' formula is to get you on the home run balls, to get you on the splash-type plays. So a little worried, a little concerning there when it comes to the style that the Raiders like to do offensively, which is quick hitters, quick drives, big plays. Big plays. And <clears throat> it's, you know, it's a new school style of football, but it's new for the Raiders, right? I mean, I know that they had Josh Jacobs and Derek Carr and Darren Waller for years, but the Devontae Adams factor allows the rest of the offense to really come into, into form. It, it rounds out that offense. And Tom... Devontae Adams, yes, it's his first year with the Raiders, but look at the effect. I mean, like I said, you would think 
Devontae Adams coming to the Raiders would allow for Derek Carr to have this huge monster season. No, 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 no. It's Josh Jacobs who's having the best year of his career. And not only that, he's the best running back in football this season. So like I said, it's not just you get one player and he becomes a star. It actually helps the entire offense round out together. Yeah, interestingly enough, with Josh Jacobs, the Raiders didn't pick up his fifth-year option, no. and this is his last year under contract and for Vegas, and it's probably the best year a, of his career. Probably a bad bet on the Raiders in hindsight because now all that money that you could have potentially saved given that the first four years were good, nothing spectacular, but now you're going to have to go out and pay him a lot if you want to keep him. If you want to keep him, you're going to have to break the bank instead of getting that one more year on a kind of a rookie mm-hmm. deal. So that's a big mistake from the Raiders' side of things. And good for Josh Jacobs to face a contract year and have the best season of his career and lead the league in rushing. And I think he's going to lead the league in rushing. Offensive player of the year, I think it's a little bit far away because of the record of the team. And there's guys like Tyreek Hill. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, who have really kind of, I think, been in the driver's seat for that award for a while and and haven't relinquished it at all. If anything, it's just gone back and forth between those two. But there's no question in my mind that he's the best running back in football this year. I I know the King is second in rushing, and he's always worrisome, but he doesn't look as kingish as he has mm-hmm. in past years. And people will sit there and be like, he's number two in the NFL in rushing. What are you talking about? I just watch him play. It's not... It's not as dominant as you've seen from him in the past. I mean, I remember watching that Packers game a couple of Thursdays ago where he couldn't do anything on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I, when he's healthy, that's usually not the case. So I, I don't have any hesitation labeling Jacobs as number one in the NFL this year. And it's really just the total package with that dude. He's got the size. He's got the speed. And I don't know if there's a running back in the NFL that consistently runs as angry as Josh Jacobs does. He's always sniffing around an angry run on Good Morning Football. He's Kyle Brandt labeled him, and I think Brian Robinson of the Commanders is guys that no one in the league runs harder than these two guys. He's a punishing back that has every skill set in his arsenal, and a guy who had the potential to be like this since coming out of Alabama— and I think is just fully realizing that potential now is a legitimate, nailed-on, I'm-a-top-five back in this league. Yeah, I totally get the point. And I think that with this offense, Tom, you have to consider your team does a really iffy job on containing explosive offenses. And Josh Jacobs is, I think, as as talented as... Jefferson and Hill are at the wide receiver position. I think he maybe doesn't get enough credit for what he's doing this season. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, right? You, We saw him, what, run for 300-ish yards and score five, or maybe 300 all-purpose yards and five touchdowns. And here we are talking about all season long, oh, is it going to be Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill who catches uh, Calvin Johnson's single-season record? So... This guy is an issue. I mean, he's been an issue all season long for te- for all teams he's faced, uh, and the Steelers are next up. And we've been talking about, are the Steelers a real run defense? Is it a real unit that can actually stop the run? Because, yes, they've had really good weeks, but those weeks came against teams who struggled, against, who struggled to run the ball. Really, the only time that they've had a formidable opponent was this past week against Carolina. A lot of people said... It's not the test. It's not the test 
to prove if you're the legitimate run defense you claim to be. Because remember, Tom, two weeks ago before the Steelers played Baltimore, they were, what, top seven? And then after letting up 200 yards against the Ravens, they dropped to, like, 15th. And then holding the Panthers to, what, like a total of, like, 30, something like that? They jumped back up into that top six or top seven position. Yeah, they're seventh right now. So they've been kind of, you know— this weird back and forth in, in such a drastic way because they go from allowing 200 yards one week to allowing 25 yards the next week. Josh Jacobs, I mean, the Ravens, you were still concerned because they were playing without Lamar. J.K. Dobbins was playing his first game since week six. Gus Edwards wasn't having as good of a season because he was getting more first-team reps, and we know now that he's much better suited as a second fiddle behind J.K. Dobbins. But by far and away, I think... Um, Josh Jacobs is going to be the best running back the Steelers face all year. I mean, they went up against Miles Sanders. Mm. They went up against Jonathan Taylor. But we know Jonathan Taylor has been struggling all season long. And I think right now you could say that Jacobs is the better back than Sanders. Well, I just said Jacobs is the best back in the NFL, mm-hmm. so I guess I have to agree with you on it. I mean, Nick Chubb, Chubb was the only one yeah, that came to mind. Nick Chubb, like, but eh. still, Jacobs is having a better, better season. Than Chubb. And let's be honest, too, Tom. The way the Browns use Chubb versus the way the Raiders use Jacobs, the Raiders do a better job at it. Well, how about this? So Jacobs is the leading rusher not just for the NFL, but obviously that means he's the leading rusher for the Raiders the too. The second leading rusher this year. Is it Derek Carr? With 88 yards. Is it Derek Carr? No, yeah. yeah. No one else touches and the rock And you know what's so funny is because— Amir Abdullah, they don't even look at him. And it's they had all they had a fir- they used a first round draft pick on or not a, a first they round draft, draft pick. pick. They used a draft pick back. on a running back who a lot of people said, "Oh man, watch out, Josh Jacobs is going to have a lot of carries taken away from him." It was uh, Zamir White. Yeah, right. Fourth round pick out of uh, Georgia. So a Georgia guy. I mean, Steelers aren't strangers to Georgia University of Georgia talent. Could have been a, a huge uh, asset to that team, and the Raiders were like, nah. Josh McDaniels was like, nah, I know who, who Josh Jacobs is. He's super talented. So, yeah, there was really, I mean, like you said, they brought in a guy, Amir Abdullah. They drafted a guy to kind of round out probably that running back room, but there's been no need for either of them because Josh Jacobs is that dominant. So I, I do think that he is the best running back, the the biggest test the Steelers will face all year in a running uh, and a running back, I mean, maybe, maybe, Tom, now that J.K. Dobbs is back, has some weeks under his belt yeah, next he's not week. Yeah, as Josh Jacobs. Well, yeah, for sure, but, but he's, he's a, good a good running back. back. Yeah. And then Nick Chubb in week 18, possibly. It's a tough stretch for the last yeah. three games of the for season. The, no, you go beyond that. You go to the first time they played Baltimore this season because you go Baltimore to Carolina with a run-heavy offense to Josh Jacobs uh, to J.K. Dobbins again to Nick Chubb again. Each of the last five weeks, Tom, I'd say. And then, Tom, I'll go one further. Go to the week prior when you're playing Indianapolis. Or I guess that was the, there was a week before the Atlanta game. But still, Indianapolis, you were playing against Jonathan Taylor. So a lot of good running teams down that, that final stretch. I, I really put my belief in the Steelers' staunch run performance. Stopping the run against the Panthers was a byproduct of how bad they were against the Ravens at stopping the run. You know, mm-hmm. the Ravens kicked their ass in that category. Completely. And oh, I think, my God. You know, these guys have professional pride, right? I'm sure that – and we all know that Tomlin put the pads back on during practice leading up to that Carolina game, and mm-hmm. it was a tough week of practice for the Steelers. And I think that can have an effect as well mentally on, you know, your defensive line, your linebackers. Like, look, we just got touched up for over 200 yards on the ground by Baltimore – 
Carolina is going to come in this week with the exact same game plan in mind. They're going to try to run the ball 40 times down our throat. They're going to, you know, try to volume run us to death. And they showed their professional pride by holding them to less than 30 yards on the ground. And that's a team that just the week prior ran for over 200 yards in their win. Mm -hmm. So I give a lot of kudos to that defense for bouncing back and having that kind of performance following a performance where the Ravens maybe kind of gave you a wake-up call. Hopefully you use that wake-up call not just against the Panthers, but moving forward against teams that boast three really strong running games. And the other thing that the Steelers have seen from teams recently, the Falcons, the Ravens, the Panthers, not only do they like to run the ball, but they know that's their identity, and they use scheme, they use personnel to really help their running game along. You know, the Ravens have Patrick Ricard. He's a guard on wheels, basically. The uh, Panthers love to go six linemen, seven linemen. Arby's package eight linemen sometimes out on the field. They they scheme up ways to really help accent their greatest strengths. And the Raiders, I don't want to say their greatest strength is running the ball because of the teams that we've played in the past four games, the Raiders boast a really good balance between the run and the pass and can beat you both ways. But they use a fullback more than a lot of teams in the NFL. Jacob Johnson had almost 50% of the snap counts last week, and he is a road grader. He is a Mr. Plow. They put him out there to clear the way for Josh Jacobs to make his life easier to get an extra blocker out there leading the way for the running game. So another team that, again, I don't think their identity is solely running the football like some teams we've played recently but they realize they're really effective at running the ball, mm-hmm. and let's give Josh Jacobs as much help as we possibly can personnel-wise, throw that fullback out there as much as possible, uh, and help clear the way. Yeah, uh, Tom, Josh McDaniels, you could say as a coach, some questionable moments, right? When he left for Denver and he had to take T- Tim Tebow. Uh, yeah, but can I give you a take? Yeah, go quick? for it. I don't think they should fire him. I think he's starting to kind of get his feet wet right now with Derek Carr. I think they're starting to show potential. I was, I mean, my my final thought on that matter was he had a bad run in in Denver, but I think now, and and maybe, you know, it's not easy. It's not the easiest thing in the world to just jump into a head coaching position and just go 13 or no. I mean, who did it? Jim Caldwell, right, did it with the Colts. But he had Peyton Manning as his Peyton quarterback. Manning, yeah. what, he had Reggie Wayne as his receiver. I mean, he had Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis on the defense. And those guys Not every had been coach playing can do together. That. Huh? Those guys had been playing For together. a long time. Devontae Adams just got right. there with Right. Josh McDaniels. Jacobs is still on his rookie contract. They just went out and got Chandler Jones to pair, to pair with Max Crosby, right? I mean, they, this is a young team that added a lot of pieces that, that said – we're not really in a transition, but we're trying to become a legitimate team. And sure, they're only six and eight, but remember, Tom, they were they were at one time two and seven, right? This team hasn't, I don't think, has done enough to turn around and, and make a push for the playoffs, given how loaded and deep the AFC is as a conference. But to go from two and seven, and if they beat the Steelers on Sunday, Tom, two and seven to seven and eight. That's a huge turnaround. I mean, I know that, I mean, talk about. They've won five of their last six games. Their only loss was to, or excuse me, four of their last five. Four of their last five. Their only loss was the one point game to the Rams. To the Rams. Baker Mayfield got them. Right. And they should have won that game. Should have won that game. So, yeah, yeah, they're getting hot. But we were just talking about the Steelers having a really tough go of it in terms of running teams. I mean, I'm not going to group the Steelers in here, but the last two weeks for the Raiders are 
pretty scary. They're at the Niners and the Chiefs. Doesn't get much tougher than that. So I don't think the playoffs are in the cards for them. No, they dug themselves too deep of a hole and playing too tough of a conference. To but do getting that. back to the original point about the Josh McDaniels leadership, I I don't think they should fire him either. No, I think and there's... a lot. You know what? You know what that is too, Tom. That is the that is such a a, a good encapsulation of the current state of the NFL. If you don't win right now, your People first year, get out. And it's I, his first season. No, I and I think you know. Maybe if he would have continued to play down the stretch like he had in the first five weeks of the season, then you really consider it like this guy just he's mm-hmm. not a coach. But the fact that they're playing much better, the fact that they're getting hot down the stretch, and the fact that they're going to fall short this year but have a lot of momentum to build on for next year. Excuse me. You're right? A little bit. I don't know. <laughs> too bad for McDaniels, I guess. But, yeah, I, I've completely changed tunes with him. I think that mm-hmm. this is now a marriage, a coach-quarterback marriage that could still have some fruit on that tree. And I, I don't think I'd be surprised. You know, obviously the offseason has to play out with the Josh Jacobs thing. They need to add on this defense even more. Yeah, right. We'll see what they do. But, I, I mean, I'm not going to shy away from potentially picking them to make the playoffs next year. I mean, the bones on this team are, are there to be a good team. It's a team that just made the playoffs last year. And I think another thing that people kind of overlook is, yeah, Jacobs has been great. Yeah, Adams has been great. And Carr has been Carr. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I think his expected points added has him at, like, 11th in the NFL. I mean, he's, like, the 11th best quarterback in the NFL to that me. Like, that's sounds the stats pretty much on put him right where yeah. he is. So those three guys have been just as much as you could ever expect from them. They haven't had Renfro all year. Uh-huh. They haven't had Waller all year. Those are other really key components. Now, Renfro's not a superstar, but I think he, especially with Adams, can really become that Edelman, you know, it's McDaniels. He could be the Edelman right. in that Patriots kind of offense that they're going to try that to That second fiddle that you don't need to explode. And what do the Patriots just, offense love with McDaniels? Yeah, right. Tight ends. And Darren Waller has the potential to be an elite oh, yeah. tight end. He's so, only played in six games this year. I know. So Darren Waller. I think that's something that you really have to take into account. Unfortunately for the Steelers, timing is not great. Both of those gentlemen played last week. About 50% of the snaps each. So not that much of a workload for Renner, Fro, or Waller. But they're healthier. They have another week of practice now under their belt. They have game reps under their belt. They'll probably be more infused into the game plan this week. And Steelers it's two got more weapons that you have to consider for. Ravens game, account for. The Ravens got a shot in the arm before the Steelers. Ronnie Stanley, J.K. Dobbins, Marcus Williams all came back. Raiders last week, Renfro and Waller. Now they're even healthier. That's a shot in the arm for them. Not the best timing for the Steelers. No, it, it's really not. Um, it's just like you. There's a lot of pieces there, and again, it, it would be kind of stupid for the for the Raiders to just punt on McDaniel's while only having Darren Waller for seven games, while only having Hunter Renfro for seven games, right? I mean, you got you have to let things kind of play out naturally, and to to fire McDaniel's after one one season of missing the playoffs, I think would be a huge kind of injustice for him. I think. He really deserves another. I'm not saying, you know, he's the best coach ever. To, right, or, I know. But I think he's better than what yeah. people think he is. That's start to the season. For I don't think sure. it's a foregone conclusion that he's just an OC and he's out of his depth as a head coach. Again, like you said, he had Tebow in Denver. And it's two, I'll say this consider the state of the team before he got there. Right? Oh, it was abysmal. It's a miracle they made the playoffs last year with all the distractions. A miracle they made the playoffs, but not just because of Gruden being fired halfway through, but and rugs. think Don't and and the rug situation for sure. But just think about what Gruden did over the course of his time as a coach there, right? 
tried to make things work with Antonio Brown. Obviously, that didn't work. Would seemingly traded away all those draft picks. Got rid of Khalil Mack. Got rid of Khalil Mack for a bunch of draft picks and then got rid of those draft picks also in some weird, twisted way too. And and, and whatever draft picks he retained, kind of wasted, right? It, it was... Who was the offensive lineman from Alabama who they drafted, what, two years ago? Who was already um, cut? Yeah, I can't remember. Their first-round draft pick. I know exactly who you're talking about. It's it's like Leatherwood or something. Alex Leatherwood. Alex Leatherwood, yeah. I'll give you one more. How about 2019, fourth overall pick out of Clemson, defensive lineman Colin Farrell. Where's gone. he been? He's I think the, out of the league. No, he's on their team uh, still, but he's not. No. He's a depth nothing. piece. He's a right. rotational piece. He's right. one sack this year. Bad drafting for sure. It's So think of the state of the team. It's been a lot of car kind of just keeping them above water when he's healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot, Absolutely. Because he's an average, above average quarterback. Yeah, right. He can't do that. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Uh, but they do have some talent on the defensive side of the ball, and we'll get to that in one second here. But one more thing offensively I want to touch on. Devontae Adams clearly did not take a step back when he went to no. Vegas. He was not was, a Rodgers byproduct by any stretch of the imagination. Where does he sit right now in terms of numbers for the year? I think he's like fourth overall. He he blows everybody out of the water. He's, he's got 1,200 yards through 14 games. He almost doubles up the next closest Raider. Matt Collins has 628 yards. Well, that probably has a lot to do with no Darren Waller, no Hunter Renfro. Potentially. But still, I mean, you're still but balling out. I've been throwing out. Adams a lot, even if I did have 1,200 yards receiving, 12 touchdowns, 90 yards per game average. Yeah, he's fourth in the league. Like I said, fourth in the league yeah, as far He's as... not, in no way is he taking a step back. No, I mean, if anything, he's probably looking at... At the very least, the second-team All-Pro, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of the first-team All-Pro selections at wide receiver, especially when you look at that touchdown count. I mean, the game is scoring touchdowns, and he is tied with Kelsey for the lead, league lead with 12 Mm -hmm. as far as receiving touchdowns are concerned. So, yeah, he's not a product of Aaron Rodgers, even in any sense of the word. And that chemistry that Carr and him had back in their Fresno State days, it seems like it's been able to pick up without a hitch when he got to Vegas. And... You know, that's a that's a one-two punch that I think will be pretty fruitful for the next couple of years for the Raiders. If they can adjust some other areas on their team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, you've got a formula here where you can not only be a playoff team, but a team that I would look at and say, if healthy, they're contender. Like, they have the pieces that can beat anybody. I mean, they have the pieces offensively to get into a track meet with the Chiefs. 
No question in my mind about that. They did a little bit earlier this year when Devontae Adams wasn't it? He had like two touchdowns in the first half against the Chiefs. Something remarkable like that. So the Raiders are such a weird six and eight to me because they're six and eight. They've played bad this year to deserve to be six and eight, but on paper, that team is a lot better than their record says. And is it really that far fetched to say something like yeah, the Raiders have had a lot of struggles this year, but they're better than the Jets. They're better than the Titans. Mm. They might be as good as the Chargers. They might be as good as the the Dolphins. They just dug themselves too deep of a hole and are now unable to get out of it. But that's a team that's very, very dangerous. Like, if I'm the Chiefs, <clears throat> I think they're going to win out and get the one seed because I think the Bills are going to slip up against the Bengals. Ooh. But that's the game I circle from the Chiefs, right? And I say... We're going to beat them, but it's going to be trickier than just, you know, because the Raiders are going to go into that game probably out of the playoffs Mm -hmm. by that point, but they're going to say, screw the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. We're not going to let them get the number one seed. You're going to have to go on the road at some point if you want to win the Super Bowl. So that's the one where I circle if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs and I say, yeah, they're not good, but Devontae Adams could go for like 180 yards and two touchdowns, and then we might lose that game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and again, it's a rivalry game, Tom. True. You don't you don't just bend over to allow your divisional opponent to get the number one overall seed or get a better seed, right? Like the Raiders aren't just going to roll over to allow the Chiefs to to get as easy as a path possible to the Super Bowl. Of course not. And I again don't think that the Raiders are about to beat the Chiefs and knock them out of that, but. I just think they're a tougher opponent than people might think. Defensively, though, the Raiders stink. I mean, they're not a good defense. They've got a good player in Max Crosby, and they've got kind of an elder player that's playing okay in Chandler Jones. But, you know, other than that, dude, they are very vulnerable. They only have 25 sacks on the year, and 11 and a half of them come from Max Crosby, who I think is a star. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I would have expected more out of Chandler Jones. Four and a half sacks Which could have elevated also Max Crosby's games, but that— didn't really happen. Crosby gets the Watt treatment, the double teams, mm-hmm. the chipping tight ends, the chipping running backs, and he still is able to produce. And, and Jones with the four and a half sacks. So, I mean, between them, 16 of the 25 sacks come from two guys on, on the Raiders roster. The big thing that I circle, though, for the Raiders, they only have taken the ball away 11 times this year. The Saints have 10. They're the only team in the league that have less takeaways than the Raiders. They do not turn you over. They don't sack you very much. They stop the run really well, but they're abysmal against the pass. You can just rip them to shreds through the air. And it makes sense why they're good against the run, because they have the guys up front. They have guys up front, but at the same time, it is it is a little weird that that's— because they're really—as far as EPA is concerned, they're fourth against the run. So they're really strong as a run defense, according to that metric. Uh, but everywhere else, they're in the low 20s, yeah. and they're like 24th in points per game allowed by averaging like 25 points allowed. It's— it's not a good defense, no. and it's a defense that I think Kenny can get them through the air, as we know now that it's going to be Kenny preparing yeah, right. to start this week after clearing concussion protocol uh, earlier in the week. So I think this could be a good air game for Kenny Pickett and the Steelers' offense. And another thing they're bad at, red zone defense. They were 20, they're like 29th in the league overall as far as red zone defense is concerned, but the past three weeks they are dead last in red zone defense. Steelers have struggled offensively to score in the red zone. They have been getting a lot better in that category, though. They've scored a couple times in the red zone last week. Perhaps this is another good opponent to try to work some things out in the red zone, get touchdowns instead of field goals against a soft opponent there. So 
Uh, defensively, I'm not worried at all about the Raiders. I, if there was ever a game where the 2022 Steelers might get into a bit of a shootout, this might be the game because the Raiders' offense are capable of putting up a lot of points, and this just might be the defense that you're capable of putting up a lot of points on. Yeah, uh, the defense for sure gives you reasons to to have high expectations for the Steelers. It's just coming off for Kenny, right? Two weeks in a row, right? Two weeks ago, he played, he threw one pass. And then last week, he didn't play a single snap because of his concussion that took him out for the entire game. So, my only pause on that, Tom, on the possible shootout, is that he's coming back for the first time, really playing football in three weeks. And maybe he doesn't come out super unrusted, like with no rust to dust off or an air shake off or anything like that. Subscribe right now to SNR's newest podcast, The Godfather of Pittsburgh Sports. He's talking nothing but Steelers. It's Saverin on Steelers. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday. Subscribe today. It's available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. So download and subscribe to that and get Stan Saverin's thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'd say definitely try to subscribe to that now because I'm sure there's going to be some Franco thoughts from someone who was there. For sure. And is a good friend of Good friends with Franco as well, so... Definitely want to hear what Stan has to say about that. When we come back, it's Wednesday. It means it's time for Power Rankings. We'll get to that next. Power Rankings. It's all on the way here on the Steelers Standard. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a, a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. 